Hello, my name is Stella Bangura. I am all the way in Sierra Leone, West Africa. So I am a TV personality. I um I own or I um I own yes my own TV show called On the Spot with Stella, which I you know I'm the executive producer. I have a media company that I just sort of um uh set up and um just in the process of just you know basically pushing it forward it's called on the spot media and so what we do is we provide branding communications um media production and just basically content creation services to individuals and um institutions that need um you know need our services um i'm also an mc i am a um huge advocate for breast cancer awareness you know raising awareness on breast cancer i mean i can't overstate it the importance um so i partner with a local ngo called thinking pink breast cancer foundation where i you know just sort of provide support you know of course with my expertise and as well in fundraising as well just to um provide uh you know support to cancer patients many of whom cannot afford you know the treatment costs you know many of whom without the support of the organization literally you know it's like a death sentence because they can't afford it so the organization provides support uh psychosocial support um financial support moral support you know just support in any way possible just to you know help them go through that process there's been some sorts of stories and a number of um you know stories recently we just lost a young girl you know from breast cancer and um yeah so that's a bit of me in a nutshell what i do um i don't know if i'm missing out anything else but yeah this this is this is diversified game game a podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversified Game, all the way from Salon Bobo, Sierra Leone, Freetown, in the house, you see me rocking you know, I'm representing, pop my collar. I have Miss Stella. Now, many of you will say, I know her. Yes, you know her. On the spot with Stella is her show. She's going to give us some game today, how she got into media and how that has brought it to even owning her own show. So welcome to the show, Stella. How are you doing? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me, Kaylin. I'm super, super, super humbled. Um, um, you know, I... I you know, it's pretty weird when you're the one always interviewing and asking people the question, and then you're now being interviewed and being asked the question. So um, it's pretty interesting. So it's quite an interesting point or position to be in. Um, but I'm super excited. I'm happy to be on the show. Thank you so much for you know having me. I mean, I think I'm important now. I think I made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely have made it. And, and let's just jump into what, you know, many people will say, what do you mean she owns her own show? Because ownership for me as an entrepreneur is a big thing. So even though you are on TV and you might be on, you know, one network or many networks, 
why was it important for you to own your own show? And how long in the business did it take you to understand that you could do such a thing? Good question. And to answer that, I would have to give you a bit of a backstory. So, and, and I love to give this, I always love to tell the story because it just sort of keeps reminding us that the universe would always align itself to bring you to your actual destination or calling. So when I was much younger, got out of high school, I never thought I was going to be in the media. I never thought I was going to be in front of a camera or behind it. You know, never. It wasn't really my stuff. And then I got out of high school um, and I got to a point, had a phase within that period when I decided, okay, I didn't want to go to school. I wanted to, you know, because I had read some really amazing motivational books and financial books. And I'm like, okay, I can make money without having to go to school. So um, I got a job through an, um, through an aunt. I was an office assistant and I had this boss and he would always be like, Stellar, have you ever tried the radio? Have you ever worked? Have you ever considered it? Um, I think you'd be amazing. I think you have the voice. I think you've got the personality. And he would always go on and on and on and on about it. And, you know, I was like, okay, Mel, I mean, okay. And then I went and tried out for, as of them, the biggest radio station in town. And this is me with just a high school certificate. I didn't know jack about anything in the media. I just woke up one morning. I was like, okay, my boss always says this. I'm going to go. I'm going to go try it and see how it's going to work. I went and, you know, they, they accepted me, which was, I was just, I was so surprised. I was not because, not, not, I wasn't surprised because I doubted my capabilities or that I can deliver or can't deliver. It was just because like, um, I didn't have the qualifications. It's never something I ever thought I was going to do. And look at it, I, I'm, I'm getting into it. So I started on the job training. And before I knew it, I was already like hosting the mainline programs on the radio station. And after that, I decided after about three or four years um, doing it, I was like, okay, I need a proper job now. Cause I just used to go in for about two hours or four hours, just do my stuff on radio and I pop out. And so I, I, I transitioned to um, a mobile company where I worked for a while. And after a bit, right around 2013, um, I decided to quit. And it wasn't too long. Ebola hit Sierra Leone. And so I went um, to Nigeria and then obviously it was through my business, makeup artistry, um, skincare, and you know just basically in the beauty business, retail and, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. But right around, so when I was in Nigeria, um, I had this person who was um, a, a, a good acquaintance and he just sort of bipped me up and was like, hey, Stella, where are you? Um, okay, I'm starting my TV station. I want to get involved. I was like, okay, I'm not in Sierra Leone. I'm in Nigeria at the moment. So we had that conversation back and forth, but it didn't work out in the sense that we didn't, pro- the conversation didn't go forward. Um, but Two years later, I came back to Sierra Leone for an event because obviously I, I do makeup. So I came for a, new, for a wedding and the conversation started again. And he was like, hey, Stella, we want you to come on board, join. And, you know, I decided, OK, let me give it a try. And that was how I actually now got fully into TV, because when I was at the mobile company, I used to do um, a bit of their I used to do a bit of their peer out on radio, on TV, on billboards. And after that, I also did some freelancing work with um, an online TV station, 
with the national TV station as well. So 2017 was really when I delved fully into, um, you know, just basically TV fully. Uh, but before now, it's just because uh, I've always loved opera. I've always watched her. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And I've always had this idea, you know, like when you love someone, you understand. Um, but I think when I really started getting the idea of having my own show was really when I started um, doing a bit of TV presentation at the mobile company. And I realized that I liked it. It was a good fit for me. I mean, it was a good medium for me to be able to, um, you know, communicate to the world and just, you know, it's a huge platform, you know, to sell whatever ideas that I have with the general public. So, and give give or take, that was around, again, probably around 2000 and um, I think around, around 2011, 2012, really was when I started having that idea of, you know, but I never thought it would happen. So soon would be the right word. So soon. I know 2011, 2017, but it's been a really beautiful journey and everything I have done, you know, right from that time has just been building me up to where I am today in terms of my TV presentation. They've all, in one way or the other, contributed in just sort of molding me into um, the voice that I have now. Because I didn't, I, you know, I didn't go to remedial school. I didn't read journalism. It's just one of those things that, hey, it's your calling. Just do it. It's your calling. But, you know, I will <laughs> give you credit. She did go to school, university, okay. for all of you who say, oh, I can do it. No school. Let me go to <laughs> high school. Yes, yes you can. But yes. I just want to put it out there. She did. So Absolutely. Yeah, there, I read business administration. Yes, I, I read. I studied business administration. Yes. As a woman, as an African woman, as an attractive African professional woman, how did you go about negotiating your contracts and even your show to sell to a network? Many people struggle with that. Yes. Oh, good question. So when I had this conversation in 2017, you know, and, you know, again, so I tell people that when you pray for a job, also pray for a great boss as well. So one of the reasons as well, why I decided, okay, I'm going to come back to Sierra Leone. I'm really going to give this TV stuff a try. Um, the then general manager, very amazing woman from Kenya. She just has this really bubbly person. I really, I just loved her from the moment. I, I met her and I was like, yeah, I can work with this woman and I love her energy. So right from there, we were talking and, you know, just like, okay, I, I mean, I've had a show in mind from day one that I would want to do, but I've never really gotten to do it. Um, so we, we just basically had that conversation um, as to what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it and, you know, how the flow was going to look like. And so I just, right from there, I, I, you know, it's going to be slightly different for a lot of people again, because, um, for a few reasons I had, so I had some leverage, some leverage in the sense that the person who owns the company was an acquaintance and he was the one who pitched the idea. Hey, come join my company. Come, you know, come do something. I mean, this is an amazing stuff I'm starting. I would love you to be a part of it. Um, so it was so much easier to sort of engage from that angle because, you know, it was me coming on board to just support the whole process, if that sort of makes sense. But yeah, but I was obviously very clear from day one what I wanted to do, which was my show 
And I, I didn't lose focus. I didn't lose sight of that in, in the sense of I knew what I wanted to capture in my contract and I knew how I wanted to look. I also had a vision on how I wanted my show to look like. So for anyone who's trying to negotiate, you know, your show or you want to pitch it to a network, you first of all have to know what you want. You have, you have to have, you know, you must have it on paper or in your head mentally know what you want. So, you know, when you're going in for that negotiation, you know exactly what you want and how you can pitch it and how you can just sort of get a compromise you understand, between yourself and the network. So for me, it was pretty much easy because I had that leverage. Um, it's obviously going to be quite different when you're talking about a different network. And now it's going to be quite different for me at this stage because I have something to show. You know, I've done two seasons of my show. It's been amazing. Um, I'm on the break right now. Season three is going to start next year and we're going to be revamping it. Um, we're going to be pitching it to other networks as well. So for me, I already have, again, leverage, leverage in the sense that people have seen what I can do. I have something to show you. And, you know, so it's either, it's, it's, it's either going to be a yes or a no. It's not a trial. And it says, oh, okay, let's take a gamble on her. But now you can see what I can deliver. So that gives me a bit of a leverage when moving to the next network, because now I don't work with the company anymore. Um, I left them because obviously as life happens, you got to grow, you got to move on. And so now I'm going to have to pitch it to other network. And again, this is the same thing I'm going to do. I have an idea of what I want to do. I have my um, portfolio. I'll pitch it to them. Um, we agree. If it works, fine. If it doesn't work, there's definitely another network somewhere out there that is going to buy, you know, buy into your idea. Look what you do. It's just basically finding the one that is the right fit for you. It will happen. You know, not everyone's going to love you. Maybe, you know, because that's life but you will eventually find the right one. Just being patient. Can you um, help some, I've had some comedians and other uh, entertainers from Salon, you know, say, Hey, I want to do TV. They, and that's going to help them out what you just said. But yeah. I've even heard people say they don't even know what range they should be in with their already edited content. So mm -hmm. they don't know if they should charge, you know, um, One's one dollar or a hundred or a thousand in America. Everyone thinks you're rich if you're on TV, right? Um, and they just mm -hmm. think you're rich, um, period. If you're on Instagram, you know, in the right car, even if it's yes. not yours, what, yes. range, what range could a upcoming comedian from Freetown, um, where should they, you know, at least start at so they do not undercut themselves? This is a teachable moment, and then. Yeah. What range, you know, would you say is too high for a new talent? Because you want to be somewhere in the middle, but people don't even know where to start. So that sometimes yes. it makes them free. Yes. Um, yeah. I, you know, the problem here is we are still, I like to call Sierra Leone an emerging market, which is, you know, rightly so. It's an emerging market and media as well is just literally emerging as well um, in Sierra Leone. So you have a lot of people who are now just sort of warming up to media, media content, um, even the entertainment industry is just gradually sort of taking a life of its own, but we're not there yet. We're probably millions and light years away from getting there. Um, so I would say for someone who is starting out, you have to do a lot of free work, unfortunately, because you got to build your portfolio. You have to, um, you know, you need to build your contact. You need to have references. 
You know, no one is going to pay you if they don't know you. So, you know, when you're starting out, you have to do free, a lot of free work. And then eventually, gradually, as you build that, then depending on the kind of content, depending on the kind of network, depending on the kind of show, it would give you an idea of what you should charge. Um, like I said, it's still an emerging market when it comes to media. So you cannot really charge a whole lot. And unfortunately, uh, it's also about who you know. So when you know the right people, um, they're able to advise you, okay, this is what the budget is. And when you know that, then it's easy for you to sort of work out how um, you're going to charge your rates. Um, but also, uh, again, like I said, a lot of these things is about contact, who you know, you know, in that program, in that bit, in that company, who can, you know, basically just sort of guide you through and say, okay, this is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. Um, you know, so it, th there is no right um, answer to that. You just have to do a lot of free work when you're starting to build your portfolio. And then as you gradually grow, um, then you begin to, you, you just have to assess the situation, assess the event, assess the, the, the platform, you understand? And based on the conversation you get, you'll be able to get a feeling of what would be an acceptable rate um, or what would be, you know, because I mean, for me, I've gotten to a point, I have a certain amount, I have a certain fee I charge. Like you pay, good. If you don't pay, I'm like, okay, I can send you off to someone who's equally good. She ain't stellar, but she'll do a good job and she'll probably charge cheaper. But I'm stellar. This is what I charge. If you want me, you take me, you know? So, so yeah, so it's just basically, and you've just got to be very confident. If you're going to charge a million dollars, be confident when charging it. Don't go in there looking very timid, like, and then you're like, okay, no, I don't think you can. So be very, be super. That's, I think maybe that's the first thing. You've got to be super confident that you can deliver whatever. If you want to charge a million dollars, you have to look and act like, yes, I can deliver that $1 million um, service that I'm asking you to pay for, which is so important. And you just never know. You just never know. So it just comes down to the institution. There are some institutions that actually do pay. And there are those who just, you know, they maybe can't afford it or maybe they just don't find value and not value in that, maybe in that art or craft to say, hey, we're going to pay this amount on that um, on, for your service. Now, you have confidence and you, it sounds like you're very connected. This next question is for um, another female in West Africa. I'm not going to say her name because I'm probably going to say something that would like probably piss <laughs> off her um, her you know her network um but she has her own show pays to be on tv but also has to split the um ad she gets with the station to me not a fair deal because that gives you two jobs so you should be getting two salaries more benefits and yeah my, you know how does one negotiate like you, you got to write a book still i think on this because especially african women need to read this book african men will benefit and even um the expats but how can somebody negotiate better when you feel like this is my only network that said yes the show mm -hmm. is working i have great content but they yes. are they're you know they're not treating me like i want to be treated how can someone go about and negotiate how would Stella negotiate or renegotiate that deal oh good which is priced similar to the agreement or um, 
So when I, you know, bas- basically started out with the network, it was just simply to come and, you know, just, it was just basically my show. And obviously it wasn't going to be free. We had a revenue share agreement. So I was literally paying the network, um, you know, for airing my show. And a few months into me getting into this company, this uh, TV station, um, you know, the, the manager or the manage the, the top management team, then the, the, the people who were heading the station, they, they left. And again, this, you know, the, the owner of the company approached me again. I was like, Hey, Stella, these people have left. Can you please come on board? You know, come on board as a full-time staff, come support. Let's really move the team forward. Let's move the company forward. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's a Sierra Leonean brother. Let me support him. This is an amazing initiative. Um, let me, you know, let me just be a part of this really amazing dream, um, you know, in my own little way. So I basically now had two different contracts, one for my show and one for my employment. And it was very intentional because as far as I was concerned, my show is a business and I did not want to mix the two entities together. I wanted them to be able to treat me, Stella Bangura, as an employee, different from my show, which is a business, you know, so it's a business to business. So I had that agreement. I was paying the network, you know, basically from the agreement, I paid them a percentage of my revenue to air my show. So they weren't paying me for, you know, my content, my content, which I was producing. I was the one spending the money. Literally, I did everything and all they had was the final you know, final show to broadcast. So, you know, again, for Sierra Leone, we haven't really gotten to that point where we're gradually getting there, um, but not really there where, you know, the network actually pays you for your content. So you want, you want a space there, you have to pay them. And then, you know, you have your, your time on there. So, um, you know, again, it depends on the situation. It depends on the scenario. It depends on the, in, maybe the relationship with the, um, maybe with the individual. It depends again on what you want. Uh, you know, for me, I was just very clear. This is a business as far as I'm concerned. My show is a business. The, I, I, I was, you know, I took it that a company in itself, the TV station is actually a business as well. If they were doing free, they would not survive. So, you know, it's a business to business. So I pay them. And it was also very intentional because I wanted, I wanted to be able to control what goes on within my slot, you know, so you don't wake up tomorrow morning because you're giving me a free airtime and say, hey, oh, we just bumped you. Uh, we put somebody else's pain. No, you know, three things ain't, trust me, they, they don't end well. I, I, <laughs> so I wanted to be able to control what happens within my one hour block. I mean, if you're, go- you're going to take permission from me for whatever you want to do within that time. And I tell you, it actually came in so handy. It came in so handy because and everything that could have gone wrong did not go wrong because I had that contract. And so just so um, I'm clear, especially for the uh, Western audience, um, because we do have segments like that, but if you pay them, then I guess the advertisers say, I want to be during this show. And then they split that money with you. Is that how that mm-hmm. works? Okay. So you have to have, sorry, you, you've got oh, no, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you've got, you have two options. So you can decide to pay upfront, do you understand? So you negotiate and you say, okay, um, 
if you're taking a one hour slot, it's $5 and you decide, okay, I'm going to pay you the $5 um, for this amount of time. That's different. And you have the other option where it is, you're not paying them upfront because you don't know maybe what's the revenue that's going to come into, um, you know, into the show, or maybe because you, you know, your cost of, of production is very high and you don't want to incur that extra cost immediately. You want to just go ahead with the production and you know that that's a cost you're going to deal with later. And then you go into an agreement to say, okay, I will give you a percentage of the revenue that comes in on the program, but everything you control it. Like, you know, you're the owner of the content, you control it. The only thing is you do a revenue share, but you don't pay them. And then you come back again and give a revenue share that that's, uh, that's double dipping. If you understand it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense whatsoever. You either choose to just pay upfront for the slot and all the revenue that comes in is 110% yours, or you say, okay, I'm going to give you X percent of the revenue that comes in from sponsorship and adverts, you know, for the slots that you have given me. And that was what I did with the company, the TV station that I, I was with, you know, I was like, okay, at the end, because I was the one, I'm the one who is, you know, basically producing the, I'm the executive producer of the show. I was like, okay, you know what? The revenue that comes in, I will give you X percentage of it. And you know, you air my show. I, I love it. Over on this side, you know, we have all those deals kind of, but one deal that's more popular is, okay, let's say you pay that $5 and usually it's like, for certain markets, maybe 500, and then you, you go get your own ad. So I have clients and friends who might spend 500, or even if they spend more than that, and then they're making $5,000 at least off these slots for the month because they're on, you know, big things. So, hey, you, you do not get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate is the old thing. Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I thank you for sharing that game. And that's where that business education came from, y'all. That's why it's good <laughs> to go to school so you can understand <laughs> and master more things. Absolutely. Than yes. Yes. Now, yes. Now, for you, do you also act? Will we see a song from you? Will you, you know, what, what other things in entertainment or even outside of entertainment would you like to do? So I have acted before. And this was like, I don't even know when, but I, it, it never saw the daylight. And, you know, it was a really, it was a really good, it was a series, really great concept. And I remember a bank, you know, they bought into the idea and they uh, sponsored, they sponsored, you know, this project. And, um, you know, money came in and the owners, I think, started fighting over the money. Uh, I actually have no clue what happened that did happen. But at the end of it, it just never made, you know, it, it just never came out. It never even, you know, finished. So for me, I was, I, I, I was put off by that. I was like, nah, this is a really good project. Why would you guys let it just go down the drain? So since then, I've never really done anything. But I've had a number of offers. Like there's always like one offer to the other. I'm always turning down. Because for me, I'm also looking at the script. I'm also looking at the code. Um, the, the cast, I'm also looking at the, you know, I'm just looking at everything in totality. It's not just about me. You know, you can have one great act or actor and every other thing else is just absolutely horrible. You know, then you've just messed up your own brand or your own 
or your own, yeah, your own brand, you understand? So I'm also very particular about that. Um, at the moment, I'm in talks. There's, I have, there's the script I have. Very, very powerful, really interesting. Um, and the person has really great ideas on, for the script. So we're talking. Um, we'll see how it goes. But I, I you know, I, I think movie is something that I'm also going to branch into. Maybe, maybe not. Um, in terms of singing, maybe, maybe not. I love to sing. I, I think I'm a really great singer in my bathroom but um <laughs> but i love to sing i have an okay voice and if i do get to sing it's definitely going to have to be gospel because i've just always wanted to be um able to use my voice to just praise god and just thank him for the amazing things he's done for me and, and just basically share my story and appreciation through that so if i'm going to do that it's definitely going to have to be gospel and i I'm leaning very strongly um, to that because I spoke to a friend not quite long and I told her, hey, we've got to do something together. And then somebody else as well, I just, I sang him a happy birthday song and it's like, you, you, you know, you can sing. When you come, we need to do something. If he's serious or not, I don't know. But if the opportunity basically comes forward, absolutely, I would, you know, jump on any track, not any track, but, you know, gospel and inspirational um, and do it. But definitely, I think at some point in time, people are going to see me on, on movies, they'll, they'll see me doing some stuff there. If not you, who? If not now, when? You have the platform, you're in the game. Wh why not? Because if, this is the pressure you put on folks when they say maybe, maybe not, folks. You tell them you doing that will set it up for the next person who wants to follow yeah. your footsteps and your, you know, your, your mentees. Speaking yes. of mentees and, and the community, with all the success that you've had, the best is yet to come, still young, still vibrant, still creative. What is a community give back that you are doing or that you would like to do in the future? Um, so basically what I do, I touched a little bit about it. I partner with a, um, you know, an NGO basically, and I've been working with them now for, for quite a long time now, um, right around from 2013. And so basically just raising awareness on, on, you know, early detection, breast cancer, um, people getting tested and just knowing the status. Because unfortunately, uh, the medical, the healthcare um, service and system in Sierra Leone is not, you know, it, it, it's a work in progress, putting it that way. And we don't have no cancer, no cancer units or cancer support system in place so it's um it's quite a task for anyone who has to deal with breast cancer and you know the fact that you know it's a very rich nation yet so poor you have a lot of people living under a dollar covid hasn't made you know hasn't covid has just worsened everything so you see that a lot of people access the facility and literally that is the only hope they have to be able to stay alive. So I basically provide my support um, in whatever way I can, um, you know, to do to, to the organization in terms of because I'm also a board I'm a board member now. So um, I you know sort of provide some advisory support, uh, fund especially fundraising, fundraising is so important. Um, and you know just basically engaging some high level meetings and negotiations on behalf of the organization. Aside from that, I um, do a, a number of mentorship work one-on-one. -on -one. I've not really been able to sort of structure a more large-scale 
um, sort of mentorship program. That's something I'm really, um, you know, excited about doing. Um, but it's again, that's going to be a work in progress. So what I do is just sort of one-on-one -on -one mentorship because I, I am so like, I'm literally inundated with requests from people like, Hey, Stella, I love what you're doing. Can you mentor me? Can you show me the ropes? And there's only so much you can do one-on-one. -on -one. So, um, you know, again, I've sort of doubled down a little bit on literally a lot of things that I'm doing because I'm doing my master's as well. And that is, woof, it's amazing, but woof, <laughs> it's demanding. So, um, so there's only so much I can do, you know, because now that is taking a lot of my time whilst I just try to fit in um, bits and bits and bits of things here and there, even today. I had a session, um, a really beautiful session, and it was just on agro processing and food security and the engagement and the conversation was just super amazing. It was just mind blowing. And again, conversation, conversation, there is an opportunity there. And I'm like, wow, this is what I've always wanted, but I'm in the middle of my master's. Can I be able to sort of juggle, um, you know, juggle that with the many other stuff? that I'm doing. So, you know, I, I give back in, in my own little way. I support people here and there. Um, but to say something very structured, structured, um, no, again, I don't usually, um, I, I'm not very, I, I have a lot of fights with my social media team because they're like, Stella, Hey, you're not posting enough. You're not sharing with people. You're not doing X. You're not doing Y. We got to see more of you. I'm like, I don't have that energy, you know, it's not me. So a lot of the stuff that I do, I don't post it out there for people to see because for me, it's, it's me. This is, it's a personal thing. Um, but hopefully maybe people get to see a little bit more of that. Um, so yeah, that's really what I do. And, um, again, I give, um, public talks every now and then, um, in, in schools and, um, you know, at events, just basically inspiring them and, and, and basically pushing people and, and giving them hope that, Hey, I mean, you, you think it's terrible. It could be worse. People have gone through worse and they have been able to come out better and, and you can do the same. So, um, yeah, I do a lot of that, uh, you know, in, in my own little way. Well, a little goes a long way, especially when, yeah. you know, it's yeah. the extra that one does not have to do. You choose to do it. And so, exactly. you know, and for those of you who say, well, I want the whole script. I'll say Matthew 6, uh, 3, you, you know, don't let the left hand know what the right is doing. And so yeah. you're not what you got, people. Be blessed with that. Yeah. This is such a great i mean people have got so much game from this i don't want to give them too much because <laughs> we'll be in sierra leone shortly i would love to do a uh, follow-up in in person and yes. talk and I, and I want to have a great conversation with you off air yes. but i want yes. you guys to know go check out the links in the description i know the majority of you are listening but whether you're listening or watching she also has a youtube and that's what I want to talk to her off air about. Her <laughs> YouTube and the future of that. Are you ready for the pressure? I know. <laughs> yes. Tell the, tell the people the last words and where they can follow you and find you. Um. Okay. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube. Um, I'm actually on the major um, platforms. So you can find me, Stella Bangura, S-T-E-L-L-A, Stella Bangura, B-A-N-G-U-R-A. Just 
find me on any of the platforms you would find me there check out you know my 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 show on the spot with stella also on twitter on facebook on instagram on youtube um and that is on the spot with stella so once you search me out you'll be able to find me and um, you know i'm you know excited and looking to connect with everyone and just basically also get to hear their stories because for me that's what i'm always looking out for anytime i go anywhere i'm in it and i'm engaging people i'm always just looking out for their stories i'm looking out for the next amazing inspiring person that i can feature on my show so most times when i go out I'm just not going out just to go out. I'm going out just to engage people and see that next story that I can bring to people that is going to inspire them. I mean, season two just finished in in August and I had some really powerful conversations. And in, you know, a couple of them, I actually got really teary eyed as well. And, you know, I and the guests were literally almost, we were fighting not to, you know, not to let the whole tear come down. That was just how powerful the conversations were. And I'm hoping the season three would be a lot more better. It would be more transformational because every time I get, you know, feedback from people and I'm like, hey, Stella, you know, that conversation did this, it did that. It meant this to me. It meant that to me. I can relate, you know, I was inspired. And, you know, because when you see people and, you know, people who are to throw in the, the towel, they, they, they are not giving up. You have no rights to give up then. And that's the essence of what I'm doing to inspire people, to let them know that, you know what, you know, life, life, the red carpet is not going to be laid out for you. You know, it's, you're not going to get another platter of gold and life will throw you some really hard huddles on your way. You just have to jump over them. If you can't jump over them, you got to climb over them. If you can't climb over them, try to roll a one way or the other you've got to be moving and it's not going to be easy you know everyone have their own battles that they're dealing with so don't think people are going to be over sympathetic um you know to your situation because they also have their own drama that they're going through as well so and that's the essence of what i do so yeah so please go out check it out season three is going to be coming out next year and it's definitely going to be very refreshing. It's definitely going to be different. And I'm just excited. You guys have been blessed by the game. Make sure you share this with somebody else. It will change their life. Be blessed, though. Are you tired of the rat race in America? Are you ready to visit the motherland to relax and rejuvenate? Are you ready to explore all that Africa has to offer? Then check out the brand new Diversified Game Academy course, Prepare for My First Trip to Africa. Are you worried about being able to afford the trip? We got you. We will show you how to travel either on a budget or as a baller. Learn how to stress the value of the USD. Did you know that 100 United States dollars is worth over 1,000 South African rand or 10,000 Kenyan shillings or 54,250 West African CFA? Are you worried about taking your kids? Get the game from Kellen Cash, a bona fide world traveler, having traveled to almost 20 countries, several of those in Africa. Get the game on taking your kids on their first trips. Learn how to find the best tickets, get the visas, and plan your own adventures in Africa. Don't let Eddie Murphy have all the fun. Plan your own coming to Africa trip starring you, produced by you, and featuring you. If you are ready for a life-changing experience, sign up for our course today, Diversified Game Academy. Get prepared and purchase at diversifiedgame.com.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.